Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Hey everyone, so I'm sitting here in a super messy house. I mean, who hasn't been there? Ross had three barbecues last Friday and Saturday. Next to that, he worked on the Saturday. I worked on the Sunday and on Saturday I was out shopping. So nothing has really been done about the house. And yeah, we, no, not we. Ross is inherently really quite a messy person. And as soon as he becomes really sloppy and I do not have the time to keep it up, then I become sloppy too. So both have faults. Anyway, I shared on Instagram, I think once, that our house was really messy and I showed people and the, re the reaction was like 90% of people said, girl, you're sloppy, geez, you're really messy. And so that's why I haven't shared it on Instagram this time. I'm kind of afraid of the reaction. So please let me know if you are sloppy and messy too. Uh, we really, really, really have to tidy up this house. So I hope I'm not the only one. This episode, I'm going to be talking about emotional eating and how that has been in my life for me. And it's maybe an episode that's going to be a bit more slow, not really upbeat, up-tempo, because it's something I've got to feel into. And that kind of makes me insecure that I don't talk that fast, because one of my absolute stars that I follow about the podcast and also about building up my own business is the podcast Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. And she talks so fast and I know she's, you know, she's been podcasting for like four years, has great equipment in which she can, in which she don't hear that she cuts out scenes in which she doesn't talk very fast or when it doesn't go well. So I know I'm not at her level. And also she says, you've got to start doing it. You've got to start doing it messy. Don't do it perfectly because if you, if you want to do it perfectly straight from the beginning, you're not going to be able to push something out there because it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be good enough. And so do it messy, like our living room. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to just do it. And um, yeah, if there's going to be a few more cuts in between this time, then you'll know why, because it's a topic on which I, yeah, I have to think about uh, what I really want to say, what I'm going to say, what I think is important to say to you guys. So there we go. I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I hope I can inspire people or help people who also deal with emotional eating and eating disorders to look at why it's happening. So I have an eating disorder. It's out there. Have I professionally been diagnosed? No, but I have done a lot of research on what it means to have an eating disorder and it's an addiction for me it's an addiction food is an addiction and as soon as food becomes a problem in your life in which you can't stop thinking about it you never not judge yourself you're allowed to call it an eating disorder so 
that's how I'm calling it. It's an eating disorder because it has ruled my life for quite a few years. Actually, I don't remember when it hasn't ruled my life. It's been there in less or more forms when I was a kid, but I've always been very conscious about my body. I've always been conscious about the fact that I wasn't the, the size that all the other kids were. Um, so that combination has really made me struggle with food. Let me start telling my story. In December of 2020, I had gained a lot of weight because of Corona and my way of dealing with the stress that I experienced was food and still is quite frequently food. And in my case, chocolate and yeah, basically chocolate or cakes. Why do I do that? Because it's an instant way of making myself feel good. But I do have to say that I never really knew that I did that until quite a short while ago. I think last year is the, is the year that I discovered, whoa, okay, this is the reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it to numb my emotions. If you know the Enneagram, uh, the Enneagram is like a scale of one to 10 in which you have a number of personalities that you can be. And every one of us is one of the personalities and then you have a wing. I am a personality type four and the type fours are also called the romantics or deep feelers, the artistic people. I'm a very deep feeler. I feel very deeply. I feel my emotions very deeply. I feel everything that happens around me that I I see, observe, I feel that very deeply. And I don't always know how to deal with that. And I hadn't really been aware of that until I took that test of the Enneagram. And I was like, oh shit, that's why I'm doing this. Okay, wow. So that romantic type came out and all the negative parts of that of that type were really me. It was like, you know, falling into depression, not wanting to deal with the heaviness of how they can experience life. Next to that, I'm also highly sensitive. I discovered that, okay, I have been using food as an anesthetic to be able to deal with life. And let's be honest, this life isn't always very fun and we can have ways in which we want to numb ourselves. And that's what I'd been doing on a daily basis. And I was like, I've got to do something about this. And my parents um, still had to give me a graduation gift and they were like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't wanna just get something like tangible. I wanna get something that really has a huge effect on my life that that I can really use for the rest of my life. And I was like, I've got to, I've got to conquer this emotional eating. So I said, I wanna do hypnotherapy to stop emotional eating. So that's what I did. I had a hypnotherapy session. And for people who do not know what hypnotherapy is, it's basically you go under hypnosis, which is not scary and woo-woo like you can see on programs like, um, there's there's been these TV programs on which pe they bring people under hypnosis and they do all sorts of weird things. It, it's not that way. It's really very safe, it's calm, and it's a way to be able to access your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind remembers a lot more than your conscious mind because our conscious minds are very rational, the ego is very much influenced in that and the subconscious mind just is and it accepts everything that you say, do and it remembers everything why stuff happens. During that session, which was three hours, I had to think about three moments in my life why I started to use food 
as an anesthetic. The first moment was me as a baby being breastfed by my mum and that is a very warm and loving process and my my thought and feeling about that was okay every time I cry and I'm hungry I'll get food and I'll get love so I started to associate food with love and I think a lot of us have this especially in a lot of cultures Think of the Italian culture, you know, you think of this nonna with, with pasta and everything and that's then the association with food is love and family. Well that's the association I created there and I think a lot of us do that in that period. The second association and memory that came up was when I was a year and a half and I asked my dad for a sweetie or a piece of candy for the Americans under us and I didn't get it and my brain was like um, why am I not getting this? Why am I being refused food? And that was my first realisation, it's like, okay, so I can't just cry anymore and receive food. So I'm being denied something here, I must not be good enough. That's basically the association that came up. And then food became this thing that was very far to reach. I, you know, I wasn't allowed it, so it became like the forbidden fruit that I really wanted to eat. Then my third memory that came up was a holiday in England. Because food had become like this forbidden fruit for me, sweet had become like this forbidden fruit for me. It was like a, a thing I always wanted. It's the same, you know, every time you deny a child something, it just wants it more. Ooh, 13, 13 on the clock, I like that. The third memory was me in England at, I think it was my birthday or someone else's birthday, at my Nana and Bampa's house. And as I grew up in the Netherlands, we didn't really come there very often and my Nana absolutely spoiled us rotten. And there was always food, always also bad food. And if you see what the British have in the supermarkets in comparison to what the Dutch sell, in as in like bad foods, it's, wow, it's crazy. There is so much more crap on the market over there. When I look at Cadbury's, I have this association of yummy and warmth and England and fun and, you know, family holidays. So I still have that and it's crazy. Because it was this forbidden fruit, food was this forbidden fruit, especially chocolate, I ate myself full of chocolate so many times when I was in England because it was always there, there. Nana was always spoiling us with it and I ate myself sick because I wanted it. I started to feel shame around food because I knew that if I do that, there would be this consequence of people knowing that I wanted chocolate so badly. And I felt ashamed for wanting to eat something that was unhealthy. So that's where shame started. That mix of wanting to numb myself for feeling better next to wanting to have that forbidden fruit because it made me feel better and having shame around it created basically this eating disorder. I have battled with this all of my life. I was also quite a chubby kid and if you see my body in comparison to a lot of the kids at school I was definitely the chubbier one and I remember being teased by that. There was this one boy in my class um, who I've forgiven for this but this did definitely influence me for a longer time in my life, um, who said, hey digger. And that basically means, hey fat one or fatty. So I knew that my body type wasn't allowed to be there because it wasn't good enough because I was fat. And I basically have a very, very British build. I do not have a Dutch build and the Dutch are a lot more slim overall and tall. And that was not me. So that combination, combination of factors really 
helped me believe that I was not good enough because my body wasn't the way it should look and food was my, was my way of numbing it. And next to that, I'm a very deep feeler. So great combination overall. But I'm not saying I'm a sad, pathetic person and I'm not going to say that I am going to be the victim of this. It's just these are the circumstances. I'm just explaining how I think my eating habits became what they have become. And I was I was done with them. I was done with it. And I could have just, you know, kept on going like this forever and feel bad about myself, feel bad about my body. Um, but I didn't want to do that anymore. So I did the hypnotherapy and it really helped me see why I had it. And now it was up to me to... Oh yeah, and what they also do around hypnotherapy is that they instill new beliefs in your mind. So I had to listen to a hypnosis for 30 days, no, I think, or 21 days after it, especially designed for me, uh, in which new beliefs are instilled in my mind. And I used to listen to that before I went to sleep, and very often I would fall asleep already during the, the hypnosis, which is okay, because your subconscious mind always listens. And that went really well. I think for like two months, I did not have any cravings, and I was like, I'm a new person. I'm a new person. But then, of course, stress started to creep up, and um, I think a month ago... Also, I, I, I decided, yeah, this is not how I want it to be. I had been picking up old habits of eating and yeah, the last month I have not been very proud of my eating disorder and eating habits. So I started tapping and I've started listening to the hypnosis again because I'm not going to fall back into the old patterns. I do have to say it's slightly different than before. Before I would have a day of work and I would go to the supermarket and buy myself chocolate every single day. And that's how I at a certain point discovered that my clothes didn't, didn't fit me anymore because apparently I gained a lot of weight doing that. Um, some people don't have that. You are very lucky. I do. I have experienced that this happens to me. I don't want to say that I still have it because I want to install new beliefs in which I believe that if I eat something, it doesn't necessarily affect my weight gain or fluctuation. Anyway, I would do that every single day and I do not have that urge anymore and I do not have the urge to eat constantly. So it's definitely changed. Um, my behavior around food is a lot better. I do not obsess over every single piece of food that I'm eating anymore. Um, but I have noticed that um, at my work, for example, the volunteers always bring cookies and there's like always cookies and chocolate and everything on the table. And I find it hard to stop eating that, but I feel really bad when I do it and I kind of punish myself in my mind for doing it. So I started tapping. I'm doing this goddess program of Gala Darling. And she has a whole tapping program on food and why you want to eat the sugar, why you do not want to work out, etc, etc. And tapping is a really wonderful resource in which you can very easily access your subconscious mind and talk it out. And it's very, very relieving. So with tapping, you basically tap certain um, acupuncture points on your body and then you start talking about why has this happened to me and why am I feeling this and by talking it out it really relieves a lot of tension a lot of pressure oh it makes me yawn <laughs> now um that's funny because you yawn a lot during during the tapping sessions it's a way of releasing energy so that's something I'm picking up and I've noticed that now I'm listening to the hypnosis and I've picked up the tapping I uh, feel like it's already doing something for me but I want to go to 
emotional eating every one of you who does this or numbs his or herself doing something else using uh, cigarettes using social media using sex using porn using any sorts of other substance drugs to numb yourself shopping shopping is also very much a way of avoiding your clothes uh, <laughs> avoiding your clothes avoiding your feelings so let's talk about why we do this we live in a society with a lot of stuff going on let's be honest you have to check your social media every day um, if that's something you don't enjoy i do enjoy it but i do have to say i get addicted to that too because the first thing i do in the morning is check out my social media and i've told myself that that's my the easiest way for me to wake up which is bullshit i can also just go running and i'll feel even better so we have a lot going on in our lives if you are a single mother there's a lot of pressure or could be you could feel like there is a lot of pressure on you there are so many things that we have to deal with that it's so much easier to numb it out to numb it out by using something externally from us instead of internally and something i've learned through mindfulness is that we've got to feel through what we feel and that's the hardest part because i feel that as a very deep feeler it's hard for me to move through all the emotion all the emotions i feel in a day and there are so many of them and i don't want to attach to them because if you attach to an emotion you feel like that every day you don't let it go and you start to identify with it you want to you want to move through it you want to move through the anger move through the sadness move through the jealousy you want to feel it and the thing is half the time i don't even know why i'm feeling a certain way I have no effing clue. I'm like, why? Why am I feeling like this? And that's also what I love about the tapping. Gala Darling really says, you can tap it away and it doesn't matter how. Maybe I'm feeling bored. Maybe I'm feeling uh, sleepy. Maybe I'm feeling under pressure. Whatever the reason is, I want to let go of this now. That is really relieving because you don't have to know the reason. But it is frustrating. In my opinion, I felt frustrated that I always feel so much. And I don't know why. <laughs> and it's like, oh, have to go through another emotion again. So it's so much easier to grab that food. And sometimes it's an autopilot. Sometimes I don't even notice I'm doing it when I'm doing it. I did have a really good moment yesterday. I had to drive home and I really felt like I want to go to McDonald's and get an ice cream because that was like the only place that was still open. And I do not like supporting conglomerates like that but I did, so I've got to be soft to myself. I did that, and I hope in the future I'm not gonna do that too often. And I really felt this internal struggle, and that's when I noticed that the hypnosis and tapping was starting to work because my very, very strong gut reaction was do not do it. It was the habit, the old habit of wanting to feel better is the reason I did do it, but I, I do feel proud of myself for feeling no, it's not the right thing to do. So I hope the next time I can make the decision that I do not have to do it. That's what I want to say to all of you guys. Please be nice to yourself. Please be good to yourself. Find a way in which you can deal with this. For me, it was hypnotherapy and tapping because these are things that I can really easily do myself. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if I feel like going to a therapist um, maybe I will in the future, but for now it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Please remember that it's important to do th things that work for you. So if 
tapping and hypnosis sound a bit too woo-woo for you, then do maybe visit a therapist or go to use exercise as a way to get over it. You know, feel what feels right for you. I think a lot of the problem is also that we sit behind our computers all day and we live mediocre lives in which we do what our boss wants. We don't actually fulfill ourselves. How many of you, okay, point up your hand, please just raise your hand for yourself. Are you happy with your job right now? Are you happy with doing what you are doing right now? And do you know if you are numbing yourself? I can honestly say that 80% of me eating my feelings away is because I do not feel like I'm fulfilling everything that I want to do in life. There are so many more things for me to do. I just want to say to you guys, maybe it's a good idea to go and look for why you keep on doing this to yourself. Is it because you are not leading the best life that you think is good for you? Yeah, please just think about that. That's very, very important. If you do want to go to a therapist and you find it really, really hard to contact someone and have to go to your GP and everything, I mean, here in the Netherlands, it's really quite hard actually to go and get a therapist because you need to go to your GP and I know someone who went there and they said, yeah, I'm sorry, this is not a big enough problem for you to go to a therapist. And then you don't get the therapy sessions um, for free via your health ins insurance. So maybe you find the, the step way too big to go to a therapist. You can also go to the website BetterHelp. I'm not sponsored or anything by them, but um, if you go to the website betterhelp.com, you can find someone who can also talk with you via the phone 24 hours a day. Maybe that's something you are interested in. A way for me to deal with emotions is also meditation. Every time I meditate, I feel like I can process so much more. It's just a way of me coming back to myself. I am not always very regular at meditating. I'm gonna be honest about that. I mean, I might be a meditation teacher, but um, I don't always practice it every day. But when I do sit down, that cushion is like, heaven and so nice and I use breath work and exercises to go through my emotions. Also one of the great reasons to deal, to actually deal with the emotions that come up and to feel them through and then let them go as soon as they're past is physical ailments. I don't know if you've seen the documentary Heal. That documentary really shows why it's so extremely important to feel your emotions and go through them instead of holding on to them or numbing them because then they're just going to come back up. That's a given. I mean, the fact that I've always, maybe that's, okay, I'm just realising this. Maybe I keep feeling these deep emotions constantly because I'm not actually fully processing them. That's a really, really great realisation. They're going to just come back up and they can actually come back up in physical ailments so they can get stuck in a certain part of your body. For me, I know that the fact that I've gained a bit of weight and it's for now, I have not really shedded it yet. I feel like it's a way because it's I've been protecting myself that way and I think that goes for a lot of other people. It's like a layer of protection to protect you from what happens on the outside, from the bad world, you know, big bad world um, in which we have a lot to deal with. And for you, it may, may be something else. Um, acne, also a great one. I have acne once every while and acne is also a great reflection of not feeling like you're worth 
something, it sounds really crazy, but feel, feeling worthless, feeling like you are not doing a good enough job at life. And there are so many other ailments that can be caused by emotions. I'm not saying it's always the case, but there can be. There are these amazing books by Louise Hay. You might have heard of her. She is, or she was, a beautiful person. And she has written this book called You Can Heal Your Life. And then the book after that was about power within. And she also wrote the book Heal Your Body. And then um, she has written down all these physical ailments and the reason why you get them. So, for example, I experience PMS sometimes. Um, and the reason is allowing confusion to reign, giving power to outside influences, rejection of feminine processes. I so understand this. I definitely give my power away to outside influences too often. I care too much about what people think of me, especially my boss at work. For some reason, that's a thing. And I know I'm at that workplace right now to really learn how to deal with setting my own boundaries with what's okay and what's not okay and what I accept and what I do not accept and rejection of the feminine processes I mean we live in such a yang society and like the yang is really the, the male dominant and the female is the yin and the yin flows a lot more, but I think I've definitely hold, held on to the yang so much more often, the rational. And there's an imbalance there. For me, I am really allowed to, yeah, ingest those feminine processes, accept them, accept that I'm feminine, accept that I am allowed to be goddess, a mother, a, I'm not a mother yet, but like, you know, the, the, the caregiver, the, the feminine, the flowing, loving, caring, emotional female. So it has a symptom, so PMS for me, then it says the reason why, and then it has a mantra. Now you can keep using that mantra to empower yourself and maybe get rid of that physical ailment, but you've also got to feel through the emotions, of course, it's not always that easy. I now take charge of my mind and life. I am a powerful, dynamic woman and every part of my body functions perfectly. I love me. That's the one for PMS. And there are so many other things. Let's see. Oh yeah, this is a good one, a rash. We've all had a rash before. And then I'm not talking about the rash in between your legs if you do not have a thigh gap as a woman when it's warm and you're wearing a dress. No, I'm talking about a rash that just randomly comes up. So it's the reason you get a rash is irritation over delays, babyish way of getting attention. The mantra is, I love and approve myself. I am at peace with the process of life. So the whole book has all these reasons why we experience certain things and how we could eventually maybe get rid of them and which mantra to use for that. So yeah, definitely check out Louise Hay for that or the uh, documentary Heal is also amazing. And basically the mantra for this podcast is feel to heal. And I know how hard it is and please take it one step at a time. You do not have to heal within a day. You do not have to stop emotional eating within a day. You do not have to, that's okay because it, it's a process. Life is like a, it's like a sea. 
it's like a river. It goes up and down and it flows to the left and then it flows to the right. It's not stagnant. It's not linear like we are told to believe that life is like. You know, you become a certain age, that's when you do this and that's when you do that. No, it's fluid. It's fluent and oh, it's just an amazing way to see life because it maybe, maybe it makes it just that much easier to accept what's going on for you right now. Um, yeah, why not? Let's just do a little meditation, a short meditation, maybe put some music on in the background if that's your thing. Um, let's do a short meditation in which we just feel our emotions. Oh jeez, I'm yawning. Okay, so yawning is an amazing way to get through emotions, to feel through them because it's your body releasing energy. Same goes for farts. If you have farts in your body, definitely just let them go. Who gives a tiny rat ass. Or if you need to sneeze or whatever, yawn, sleep, it's a way of getting rid of a certain energy in your body. Okie dokie. So let's just start by closing your eyes and taking a deep breath in and maybe yawn it out if that was, that's what feels good. Feel where your breath is right now. Is it high up in your body? Is it lower in your body? Just feel it. Don't judge it. Do a quick body scan. Feel your feet, your ankles, your knees, your hips, your yoni, your penis, your belly, back, arms, hands, chest, shoulders, neck, throat, face, back of your head and the top of your head. What do you feel like you want to do right now? Maybe you're feeling very content. Maybe you feel like you want to grab your phone because you feel boredom come up and that's a very uncomfortable position to be in. Maybe you feel very bored in another way in which you want to eat. Maybe you have the urge to eat right now. Or the urge to use sex or drugs or any other thing to numb yourself. Just sit in that moment, sit in that feeling. I know it's so uncomfortable. It's really not nice. I know I'm aware of that. It's not very comfortable at all. But if you get to go through this uncomfortableness, it might become so much easier along the way because every time you feel that uncomfortableness, you can just go through it and know that you won't die. And it's easier to deal with it than to not deal with it. Now let's go to that feeling. 
and see if it has a shape. Maybe it's round. Maybe it's square. Or dotted. Whatever it is. And see which colour it has. Does it have a colour? Look at the colour. Is it beautiful? Maybe it's yellow, red, pink, green, orange, purple. And then ask it something, ask it a question. Why are you here? And let the answer that is just be. Don't overthink it. Don't let your rational brain say, nah, that's just bullshit. Because it's not the first thing that comes up is your ultimate reflex and that's the exact reason you're feeling, feeling this right now. Start a conversation with it. Say thank you for coming up and thank you for wanting to pass through me. And ask it. What can I do to release you? And feel if the answer is right for you. If not, ask again. And if it is, it might not be the answer you want to hear, but if it is, follow through on that. Whether it's something you can do right now or the rest of the day or the week. Now, look at the habit that came up. The habit of food. Wanting to eat food or wanting to smoke that cigarette. And thank the habit, thank that bodyguard protecting you for your feelings. Thank it for being there. You don't actually need it anymore. You don't need it anymore. Forgive the bodyguard for coming up every time. But it's not necessary because now you are a grown person, you are an adult and you know how to deal with the situation that you're in. It's not life-threatening. All it is is a made-up story in your mind. Thank it. Give it a hug if you want to. And if it wants to stay a bit longer, you can just stay in your body. But just see it as... A guest that's just chilling out in a room that is actually not active anymore. And then take 
Three more deep breaths. Oh, goodness. In and out, in and out, in and out. And then start to wake up again. Feel your toes, your fingers, your arms, your legs, and your face, and then wake up and open your eyes if you're ready. Now, I am not a licensed therapist, so if you really want to deal with this, do it in your way with someone who knows how to do this. Um, but meditation can be a great way of looking at why the problem is actually there. And you've maybe gotten some answers now because in a meditation your your mind never lies it tells you this is the reason so trust trust is the key word right here trust the reason that you have been given i think this is a great way to end this podcast episode i hope you have enjoyed it um, please share it with people who you know that need this because it's so important to talk about this. I think feel like it's such a taboo to talk about it and we judge people who are quote unquote using these substances and maybe like fat or smoking or etc etc. Please just share it with them with love. Um, I know it can be hard but it's also great for people who are ready for this to hear this that uh, they can deal with it in a different way than they are doing right now. Um, and it, you know, remember it's steps, it's baby steps. It's not going to happen in one go. Like I said, I felt great for two months and now I have been picking up old habits that I am going to hopefully let go again, but it's, it's steps, it's baby steps. And I think med medical mediums are ones who says three steps forward, two steps back. And that's how it goes. And eventually you will come out of this if you put the work in it, the effort, if you really take charge of your life and you feel to heal. I love you so much. Remember that. Oh, please let me know what you thought of the episode. Please rate it in Spotify or iTunes, wherever you are listening this on. I would love for more people to be able to listen to this episode, listen to my podcast. I think it's something that's really, really necessary. And I hope... You have a beautiful rest of the week. I love you. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, oh.